Welcome to Bits of Reality Podcast, the podcast that teaches evangelism, discipleship, and how to live out the Word of God. Hello and welcome to this episode of Bits of Reality. In this episode, we're going to be covering 1st and 2nd Samuel. This is part of the Bible Overview series. So, 1st Samuel here, this book is named for Samuel, the judge anointed, uh, who anointed Saul and David, the first two kings of Israel, of whom one, and uh, first and second Samuel tell the story. Uh, the Hebrew Bible and uh, first and second Samuel were originally one book. The Greek translator or translators from the second century uh, who divided the book used the title of first and second kingdoms. Uh, a key text uh, from first Samuel is this: as they celebrated, the women saying Saul had his thousands, and David has his ten thousands. Um, that'll give you a, a bit of a, a preview of what's to come for these books. So, key term from this first uh, Samuel here is um, monarchy. Uh, the first king of Israel was Saul, um, but he was a failure. The second king was David, who succeeded but struggled to survive Saul's bitter jealousy. A one-sentence summary for the, uh, for the book of 1 Samuel. After Samuel's leadership as judge, the people of Israel turned to Saul as their first king, whom God later rejected and instead chose David, who had many adventures as a renegade from Saul's court. So. Um, the first audience and destination were the Israelites living in their land during this monarchy. The book does not state its original audience or destination, but it is a historical account of Saul and David. Um, it is possibly known as the Scroll of Samuel. Um, so this was a growing collection of Israel's sacred scriptures and their history. So, the purpose of the book, the book was originally the first half of a single composition. The purpose was uh, to be considered together as the work of history and answered an important question for Israelites, probably living in the days of Solomon, about the true nature of the Davidic dynasty. If the people had been wrong to ask for a king, and if God had rejected Saul as king, then why should they now suppose that monarchs of the Davidic line would continue. The work is filled with narrative tension between the dangers of king of a king and the hope for an enduring dynasty. The answer is that despite human evil, God worked to bring about his plan for an everlasting kingdom with an everlasting king. God's people would study the book of Samuel today, and who study it today should view them with this original purpose in mind. So at first pass, 
1 Samuel tells of the transition in leadership from the period of the judges to the rise of the monarchy. The book continues the story of Israel's wars with the Philistines, begun in the book of Judges, and 1 Samuel is organized around three great men, and this book tells their story successively. So it tells about Samuel, who is judge and prophet. It tells about Saul, who is Israel's first king. And it tells about David, from shepherd boy to king. So, very interesting stories um, and historical narrative from 1 Samuel. And if you have never heard of this before, um, then I will tell you this now. Um, Christ himself was born in the Davidic lineage, and uh, that is how he, in Scripture, refers to himself as uh, the son of David as well. And so this is his uh, legitimate working uh, title and namesake for the throne of Davidic line. So uh, let's see where Christ is in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel presents Israel's first two kings, Saul and David. These kings of Israel foreshadow Israel's true king, Jesus Christ, because he is in the lineage of David and is called Son of David, a term equivalent to Messiah. Samuel's model of priest, prophet, and political leader foreshadows Jesus' role as prophet, priest, and king. 1 Samuel includes the first mention of a person being called the anointed of Yahweh. This is significant because the word Messiah or Christ means anointed one. So um, that's that's where this uh, every bit of the Bible somehow points to Christ, folks. If you're wondering, so. But let's go ahead and move on to Second Samuel. Second Samuel. Uh, the book is part of the same original text that was once one book, um, but Second Samuel, in a one-sentence summary, uh, is said as, David's reign over Israel included times of elation, such as conquests of Jerusalem and the Lord's promise of an everlasting dynasty, as well as times of failure, such as David's adultery with Bathsheba, and the treason of his son Absalom. So, some people assumed the author of this could have been uh, Samuel himself, as keeping records, um, or those that were, or it could have been a um, someone keeping a historical narrative from the Israeli perspective at the time. So, um, but let's see here. Uh, the purpose of this book um, is the same as 1 Samuel. It's to kind of ask the question of, should Israel take the king from, you know, their selection? Because originally, when you think about it, Israel was led solely by Yahweh, or God. And he was ultimately their king, their their leader. However, the Israelites really wanted someone they could see, touch, and, and listen to them without the fear of dying instantly because you walked the wrong path or something. 
And so they, in their fickleness, decided they needed a human king also because the surrounding nations around them had human kings. And so the people of Israel wanted the exact same thing. So, and this happens. So at first pass, you'll see a few things here. Second um, Samuel continues the story of how God establishes His kingdom through the leaderships uh, through the leadership of Israel's monarchy. The book begins by tracing the triumphs of David's reign, first over the tribe of Judah, and then over all Israel. David secured the borders of Israel, subjugated its enemies, brought prosperity to the fledgling kingdom. The Davidic covenant is the theological centerpiece of this book. God promised David and his heirs an eternal lineage that would rule over an everlasting kingdom. The Davidic king was God's adopted son who ruled in the name of the Lord and enjoyed God's providential care. This covenant promise became the messianic hope of God's people. This promise is fulfilled by David's greater son and lineage, Jesus Christ. A chastening from God as well happened in this book. The sin of David and Bathsheba changes the tenor of the story from David's triumphs to his mounting troubles. Nathan the prophet delivered a divine oracle of judgment against David for his sin with Bathsheba. Unlike Saul, who tried to excuse his sin, David confessed his sin before the Lord. The child who Bathsheba uh, would conceive died as a result of and part of the judgment from God. However, God gave Bathsheba um, the child Solomon, whom the Lord loved. God continued to reveal his will to David through the prophet Nathan, and Gad, and the priest Zadok, and Abathir. Also, he was merciful by safeguarding David during the rebellion and rebellions by his uh, son Absalom and Sheba. So, God preserves David through this book over his entire reign, and David is still anointed and is also known as the man after God's own heart. So, there's much to learn from these two books. I remember when I first read them, I enjoyed them. They really gave me a sense of what things were, were happening in the Old Testament. How did Israel become as big as they were? And it's certainly through the providential care of God in whatever capacity he placed them. So Christ and 2 Samuel, as founders of the dynasty of which Jesus will be known as son of David, is the eternal king. David illustrates Christ's kingship in many ways. His compassion and loyalty uh, to Mephibosheth, um, I couldn't say that even if I tried, was one example of the undeserved love we received from God himself. Um, but another uh, teachings about God, for instance, God is sovereign in carrying out his kingdom plans. His covenant that he makes with David, uh, it, it is permanent, and it is magnificent because it's the same as the kind of covenant that God made with Abraham. Ultimately, any covenant God makes with a person does not really rely on the person. It ultimately will rely on God himself, because God is the only one who is everlasting. He's the only one that can really fulfill the covenant. And he really makes that point with Abraham and also David. 
um, by sparing David's life and his kids' lives after David's sins with Bathsheba. So, um, let's teach. Let's see what the teaching about humanity is. Second um, Samuel throws the spotlight on one individual, David, with a, uh, a few of his accomplishments, great tasks for God, but also uh, it shows David's sins and failures. Uh, but it also shows what a human ought to be doing after they are confronted with their sin, and that David did perfectly by repenting as soon as he was confronted. He didn't try to hide it like Saul did, or make light of it and, and make it as a joke, kind of. He instead went and grieved. He did not eat, did not sleep for days until he knew the Lord was once again with him. Um, the account of David's adultery and Nathan's confrontation is exactly what in to Christians the Holy Spirit does in our conscience when we sin. And um, so when, when David replies to Nathan when he is confronted, Yes, I have sinned, and only against the Lord have I sinned. This is absolutely true of any sin that is carried out. Um, ultimately, all sin is egregious and grievous to God. And those are the things that are to be in our minds and things to learn as principles from this book. So, well, I hope you've enjoyed this, and this has given you an, a little bit of insight and shed some light onto these books. I will continue doing this series. Um, we've got quite a few books still to go. We're still in the Old Testament, so if uh, you have not started listening to this series, you've still got time. It's not going to get away from you. Uh, we're still in the Old Testament, folks. But thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day, my friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bits of Reality. If you found this episode to be helpful in your Christian walk, please share it with someone else who might be helped by it. Thank you.